Just like an actual toolbox, you need to have a variety of financial tools at your disposal so your retirement portfolio can handle any situation that comes your way. Scott Searles is a certified wealth strategist and the CEO of Skybox Asset Management. He can help you build a solid financial plan that will stand the test of time. This is the Retirement Toolbox Podcast. Welcome to another edition of the Retirement Toolbox. Great to have you along with us. Walter Storholt here alongside Scott Searles. Scott, what's up in your world? I'm doing fantastic. I'm sitting here in my office right now looking at these duck eggs because I just watched a duck sit on eggs for three weeks right outside my office window. <laughs> I was going to say, are we talking in the office or outside of the office? So. <laughs> <laughs> no, you funny you say that story. This morning, my daughter sent me a video of three baby ducks. She works in a nursing home that were hiding behind a TV in the nursing home and oh just my walked gosh. right out the door. So oh, that's great. But that, <laughs> so apparently they come inside too. But no, they're right outside my office window. A, a duck had laid eggs right in this little plant. I'm not a plant guy, so I don't know what it was. In the plant? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, actually in the plant. And the duck has been sitting there for over three weeks. I've never seen it move. People will park their car right there, and, and she squawks and makes some noise and stuff, but she never moved. I don't know if this, huh. this duck eats, but just has been sitting there. And then finally the other day, she had like six little baby ducks. One of the eggs didn't hatch, but you know, six baby ducks were just right around her. Next day, they're all gone. So, Oh, you I should mean, have totally ca- put a, like a camera up to capture the, you know, like one of those like uh, security cams or little webcam that you can like record all the footage to and seeing the hatching and all that kind of stuff. That'd have been neat. If I'd have been smart, it could have been something to draw people to listen to my podcast and go to my website. I could have had a duck cam on skyboxasset.com. There you go. It could have gone viral seeing those That's like, right. like those eagle videos every once in a while you'll see there'll be some you know hatch watch for an eagle perched up somewhere and people will tune in from all over the world to you know see this eagle thing hatch out of there but yeah, i had no idea that they were on those eggs for that long i mean what a commitment that's kind of like the like, like the penguins right don't the penguins kind of do something similar they stand there in the sub-zero yes. temperature just getting blasted with storms and they just hover right over those little eggs for a month at a time or whatever That's right. It's amazing. Well, this must be a thing then, having birds of some sort, you know, hanging out in your office windows. So I had uh, an office one time that was first floor and, you know, had a real nice floor to ceiling window. And the office complex had a family of chickens. So I don't, is that what you call a group of chickens, a family of chickens? Is there a, sure, I don't know sure, if there's a, f- a formal yeah. way of saying a gaggle, a gaggle of chickens or something like that. I'm probably butchering <laughs> that, but anyway, it was a rooster and then had the whole, you know, pack sort of behind him and they would, now there weren't eggs involved here, but it was a whole little family of chickens that would do a lap around the office complex every single day. And so they would file right through my little section right outside my window, but it was a nice little shaded area. So in the summer, they would actually take a break there for a little while. And the rooster would scare the you-know-what out of me every single time because they would hang out there for you know, maybe 15, 20 minutes. It'd be silence, and I'm working and editing audio and you know whatnot. And then out of nowhere, just boom, the rooster would just crow out of nowhere right outside <laughs> the door and just scare you, the you-know-what out of me. But the best part was he was doing it during an interview when I was on the air one time. He starts going off, and so I had to pause the interview, the podcast, and run outside and chase them away because we couldn't complete the show with them going off in the background. And it became like a daily thing for several weeks. It was 
pretty entertaining. I was not upset by it. I found it to be quite hilarious. So <laughs> That's really fun. Yeah, it's good stuff. So <laughs> That rooster greeted me whenever I'd come to work real early in the morning. Sometimes I'd hear it going off, and then it started coming around and hanging out outside the window. So it was... He was, he was my little work buddy there for a little while. But in any event, we, we all have a fun bird story, I think, from some Absolutely. point in our lives. And then you always get the bird that keeps flying into your window over and over again and still has not quite figured out that he mm. can't go through the window. Well, that sometimes leads to a, a, a bird or a flying disaster when that happens, Scott. And it's a perfect segue to our main topic of today's show. We're going to be talking about... Portfolio disasters, times that Scott has seen decisions or situations occur in not only his financial life, but as an advisor in other people's financial lives. Maybe these were disasters that had already occurred and how the problems were solved. Some of these that we'll discuss will be pending disasters, portfolio disasters, that Scott was able to help people avoid. And so the question to ask yourself today is, is there a financial or portfolio disaster waiting to happen in your plan, and can you avoid it from occurring? We're going to talk about that on today's show. Plus, we're going to answer a question from Jay in Sarasota. There's something on Jay's mind, and he's wondering a little bit about, you know, since retiring, finding a hard time spending money. He's kind of feeling locked in, like he's got to keep saving and saving, and he can't really make that transition to spending mode. So we're going to talk about that issue and see if that's a common problem among folks as well. So lots to get to on today's show, Scott. So let's dive right into this portfolio disasters conversation. You know, it seems like disasters are always in the news today between wildfires and hurricanes and tornadoes and floods and those kinds of things. So it's, you know, pretty news grabbing kind of event. And it should be a news grabbing event in your financial life and in your portfolio as well. So let's talk about some of these portfolio disasters that exist out there, how we can avoid them from impacting our our own financial situation. First example of a portfolio disaster would be somebody, let's say a, a recently widowed spouse who's completely in the dark about the family's financial situation. And so now they're not only dealing with the emotional problems and complications of losing a spouse, but the financial elements as well and trying to get all of those, hey, no pun intended, ducks in a row. Have you seen these situations before? What kind of disaster does that create in somebody's financial life? I love the ducks in a row thing, by the way. That's very, very, very Not good. the most appropriate question to make a pun, but, you know, you get the idea. Yeah, yeah. You know what? I have a story about a client of mine that they still continue to have the wife as a client, but, you know, the husband had passed away. But years and years, every time we would do a review, we do a review a couple times a year, and I would call them, schedule the appointment. And he was always the financial driver. He was the guy that he was always the breadwinner in the house. And she really had nothing to do with finances. Didn't want to even, she didn't even want to deal with them. When we they first became a client, you know, she came in and we did the meetings and just wasn't her cup of tea. So for years and years and years, they would come in, we would have the reviews and he would only come by himself. And I would always say, you know, you should really, you know, try to have your wife here. Uh, you know, she doesn't want to deal with it. I would hear that all the time. She doesn't like this stuff. You know, I'll just tell her. And, you know, I, after trying and trying, it was always just him every meeting. Well, eventually he passed away. And, of course, I get the call and she is in a panic. She doesn't know what to do. She has no idea if she is going to be taken care of, if they have enough money, if she is going to be able to continue to live her lifestyle. And it was very definitely 
something that could have been avoided if she just would have gotten involved in the process from day one. Eventually, we got it all worked out. I got her in here. We went over everything. You know, she was able to feel comfortable with everything, but it also took a lot of, I guess, nurturing her after that point to get her to get used to dealing with these types of things. And I think that's a perfect example where both spouses need to be involved throughout the whole planning process, and both of them need to know you know, about the financial situation, because if just one partner's always driving all the decision-making and driving everything that's going on, you know, that other spouse, eventually it's going to come back, you know, to bite them. Yeah. And that's going to be really a, uh, that's not the legacy that you want to leave behind for your partner, right? You want them to be, have a smooth transition if you end up being the first one to pass away. I mean, you want to kind of be able to take care of people from the grave is that kind of a way to paint that scott i don't know if that if, if that verbiage makes sense yeah i mean fortunately they did work with me so i had everything i had you know copies of, of all the documents and, and everything we needed to make it eventually smooth once he passed away but her anxiety level could have been a lot less but people that don't even work with financial advisors are even in a worse situation because Usually there's no one that's central to knowing everything that they have going on. There's no one to turn to, to kind of get things organized and to find out what's going on. So luckily, at least they had me and I was able to help guide her rather easily. But boy, if there's no professional involved, it's just going to be that much worse. That's a great point, Scott. So that's one example of a portfolio disaster, you know, not planning for that first spouse to pass away and what the financial situation is going to look like, getting people on the same page when it comes to that situation. So important to make sure that that communication is fluid and, you know, fully connected from one to the other. Another example, different direction here, Scott, a market crash forces someone to work longer than they'd planned or maybe to go back to work if they'd already retired. Now, some people, that doesn't sound like a big deal. Others, that's a big disaster. That's a big change in what retirement was dreamed of and how it was viewed. How do you avoid a disaster like that in a financial plan? Well, I tell you what, if this wasn't a podcast, if we were in like a big meeting room, I would ask everybody to raise their hand if they know somebody that in 2008, 2009 had to go back to work because of the market crash. And most Almost everybody knows or heard stories of somebody who had to go back to work because, you know, the markets crashed and they weren't prepared. And in that case, when the market crashed in 2008, it took people, some people up to 10 years to get their money back to where they are, you know, previous to when the market crash happened. So market crashes can be extremely disastrous if you have not prepared ahead of time. And the markets are unpredictable. You've heard me say this over and over. They're driven by news and, and we can't time the markets and we don't know when dips and volatility and crashes are going to happen. But what we do know is we can develop a strategy where we've got safe cash available to make sure that we're funding our short-term expenses. That if something like that happens, that we've got 
money that we're able to still continue to grow on. Some people like the idea of having guaranteed income streams through annuities and things like that. Some people that you know makes them feel very comfortable to have that. Then they know if that market crashes, no matter what happens with that market, they always have that money coming in and they're not going to have to go back to work. And then they can have that time to rebuild that money back up. So there are strategies and things that people can do if you prepare ahead of time so that when that market crash happens, they don't have to go back to work and it doesn't have to be a disaster. That's another good point, Scott. So market crashes lead a lot of people to have some anxiety about their financial plans. It can lead to a disaster if you certainly haven't planned for it. I mean, that one can obliterate a portfolio like we saw in 2008 if you're not ready to handle those types of issues. And so it's so important to make that a central tenant of your financial plan. It's something that Scott and the team do all the time at Skybox Asset Management. A family legacy that gets wiped out by nursing home expenses, Scott. You know, in the last podcast, we answered some questions about long-term care coverage and policies and the expense of those things, but nothing compares to how a legacy can get wiped out by having to now dip into those funds to extend a, uh, you know, uh, pay for a long or an extended nursing home type care event. You know, over and over, I've had people come into my office that unfortunately it's a little bit too late where they've, they come in and they say, mom and dad are, are, you know, I need you to, to work with their funds. What can we do? You know, they're going in a nursing home and we don't want to lose all the money. And, you know, unfortunately, at that point in time, you start to really narrow down your options on what can be done. And preparation is the key here. And nowadays, there's no excuses anymore to find yourself in this situation because there are a lot of affordable options out there that we can utilize to help protect all that money that you've spent your whole life saving up. So it's just a matter of fact now of meeting with a professional, looking at what options are out there and the things that you can do today. Don't wait until you know, your spouse has to go into a facility to come and see somebody because indeed it will be a struggle to try to protect some of that money and to be able to preserve that family legacy. So the earlier you do it, you prepare a plan, you get a holistic plan put together that encompasses taking a look at protecting from a catastrophic, disastrous nursing home event, you know, the better. There's no excuses anymore. I mean, it's been out there for a while, you know, how expensive nursing homes are. I've had plenty of people come in, existing clients of mine now that say, I'm never going in a nursing home. You know, I just uh, forget it. I'm not going into one of those places. You know, but unfortunately, the odds are not in your favor of, of that happening, especially if one spouse passes away and you're relying on the children to try to take care of you. It starts to become very difficult. It's the opposite of Hunger Games, right? The odds are not in your favor <laughs> when, it <comes> to, <laughs> exactly. when it comes to that. Unfortunately, that's what the stats show us. Last example here, Scott, and this one may be a quick one because I think you help, if nothing else, folks avoid this because they have to avoid this. But it would be a disaster, a portfolio disaster to have somebody in their 80s now totally relying on Social Security for their way of life and their everyday living. It's just not feasible anymore, right? Right. You know, I had a family come in a few months ago, and the mom, she was in her 80s. She was on Social Security. At that point, she had, you know, kind of dwindled down a lot of her savings. And they came to me and they said, hey, what can we do 
you know, to help make sure that mom is able to live comfortably for the rest of her life. But unfortunately, there was not a lot I could do at that point because she was already in her 80s. The assets had already been spent down. They weren't invested properly throughout the previous years of her retirement. She overspent and she got in a situation now where she only had Social Security coming in and had to figure out how to live, pay for her prescription drugs and all this stuff on Chester Social Security. And unfortunately, I don't see this a ton because I usually help my clients when they're in their 50s, 60s to prepare for this ahead of time. And we never get ourselves in this situation. I mean, there's millions and millions of people out there that are in this situation. But I guess the moral of the story is you need to start preparing ahead of time and you won't get yourself in this situation because once you're in that disaster, really at that point, your financial plan is buying a lotto ticket. That's not, uh, if you talk about odds being in your favor, another case of that's definitely not the case. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, I think you can get struck by lightning four times in a row in the same spot and you've got better odds winning the lotto, right? Don't tell me that. That's crazy. Any other portfolio disasters? And we hit a couple here. Any other examples of portfolio disasters you've seen, Scott, with maybe clients that you've met with over the years or prospective clients who have come into the office that maybe you even didn't end up helping, but you kind of recognize that they were in a portfolio disaster kind of situation? Well, you know what? There certainly are other ones, but you know these are some of the bigger ones. And what to keep in mind, though, is that over 90% of all these disasters, if not higher, can be avoided if you just have proper preparation. I mean, nowadays, I mean, over and over, you hear that you need to plan for your retirement. You need to have a holistic financial plan. So to avoid these disasters, if you meet with a qualified professional, develop a plan like we do here at Skybox Asset Management, it's going to get you in a spot where you don't need to worry about any of these portfolio disasters. So really, what are you waiting for? Well, if you want to get some help with your financial plan, Scott Searles is there for you, an office in Strongsville in Ohio, serving folks throughout the greater Cleveland area. Also an office down in Bradenton, Florida, in case you happen to be in the neighborhood down in that direction, you can come in and say hello. You can reach him by calling 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. You can also visit talktoscott.com. You can schedule a time to meet with Scott right there on the website, so it's very convenient to do from your smartphone or computer, and we'll put a link in today's description for how to access that as well. But it's pretty easy to remember, too. Talktoscott.com is the web address. And don't forget to check out the Tax-Free Retirement Toolkit. If you're looking for that first way, you can kind of dip your toe into the retirement planning waters. great way to do it is with that toolkit that's packed with lots of goodies and information for first-timers and starters of financial plans and those who are putting together a retirement plan for the first time. Check it out. It's the Tax-Free Retirement Toolkit, and you can get it absolutely free, kind of as a thank you for listening to the podcast here. All the links for that stuff on the description of today's show or on the website there as well. Enjoy talking about this today, Scott, portfolio disasters. Let's try not to make a disaster of the rest of the program as we flip over the uh, page to the next conversation, and that's getting to know Scott a little bit better, and a good question from Jay coming up today as well. It's getting to know you time. All right, Scott, to get to know you a little bit better, I've got a good question for you today. What would you say 
is your greatest accomplishment so far in life? If you had to name it, what would you say it is? Well, you know, Walter, I like to think of myself as a somewhat humble guy. And everybody that knows me would probably tell you that I'm a family first kind of guy. So I would tell you my greatest accomplishment so far in life has been raising my four awesome daughters. You know, I've got four daughters, Hannah, Molly, who are twins that are in college at Capital University playing lacrosse. I've got a 17-year-old, Lauren, who is going into our senior year of high school, and she's going to go to Slippery Rock and play lacrosse. And then, you know, I've got Ellie, who's my 10-year-old in elementary school, and yeah, I'm the most proud of all of them because I like to think that they're grounded, they're respectful, and, and they're caring kids. And, you know, family's first. So that's probably my greatest accomplishment. Yeah, I, I know you're a family man, but uh, from having done this podcast with you, it, it's something that's kind of obvious. I think every single episode, we're getting a good story about the family at some point in time. So I know it's something that's important to you. And it's neat that you're successful in business as well, but nothing beats the greatest accomplishment. And that's you know, the family that you guys have built. And you must go a little crazy being the only, kind of the only guy around, right? But they keep you honest. Is that all the all the girls in the house kind of keep you straight and narrow? Yeah, you know, there's always something I do wrong. And I used <laughs> to have a whole heck of a lot more hair too. So, you know, but but I love it. I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah, you, you accelerated that baldness timeline pretty fast when you, uh, what would you say, when the, when the second girl came out or did it take for the third one to finally have it? kind of fall off pretty well, quickly after that. Well, so the first one we had were twins, so I've never had oh, that's one right. child. Yeah. So I started with two girls, so I was probably right then at that point. So it all just fell out at once, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We had our, our good friends who are uh, originally from Iowa, and they were over visiting recently and just salted the earth people. They're awesome. We love them. And this was our first time getting a chance to kind of hang out with them with two kids now. And so they've got a two-and-a-half-year-old and now a nine-month-old. And man, it was so funny seeing them. They looked so tired <laughs> trying to keep up with <laughs> with the two kids just going nuts. And my wife and I, who were, were kind of on that uh, you know timeline of maybe uh, looking to have kids here in the next year or two, I think is uh, you know that time is coming quickly for us. And we were we were just looking at them and, and laughing and having a good time. But after we both looked at each other and like. Maybe we'll just shoot for the only child thing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you know what? And having two at one time, it's like, I don't know what anybody ever complains about just having one, right? That's right. My cousin had twins, so two at once. And so, yeah, it's... It's amazing. I don't know how people do the two at a time. So I commend you, sir. That's amazing to uh, have been able to do that. But uh, I, I feel like the work, the work isn't doubled, you know, even though there's two of them, it's more like triple just because there's so many other little complications that come along with it. Right. It's true. You just roll with the punches. That's right. Very cool. Uh, well, great accomplishment there for sure. And now before we wrap up today's show, time to get to that question from Jay. It's time for the mailbag. We want to hear from you. So Jay in Sarasota is wondering, he says, Scott, ever since I retired, I've had a really hard time spending money. Something about not having a paycheck makes me nervous. Do I need a shrink? (laughs) Well, Jay, it is interesting how you worded that question. And you may need professional help, but not from a shrink. You need a financial planner. A well-laid-out financial plan is going to give you all the confidence you're going to need in order to be able to feel comfortable spending money in your retirement. 
when you have a holistic plan, I know I say this over and over, kind of a broken record, it's going to help to alleviate a lot of the stressors that you have. And when you're in retirement, I get it. You don't have that paycheck anymore. Nothing is coming in. It seems like you're just spending what you have, except, you know, maybe Social Security or, or a pension or whatever. But if you've got it, everything all laid out, you know where the money's coming from, you know you're not going to outlive it, you know how much you have to spend, you're going to feel much more comfortable and, and you can save a lot of money from not having to go see a therapist too. So the key to everything is having a plan, having everything all laid out, and it's going to make you feel much more comfortable. Yeah, that's a really good point. And I think it's something you're not alone, Jay, in asking that question. This is something a lot of people go through. And I think that's maybe my final takeaway for today's show, Scott, is that any financial question you've got in your mind, yes, we're all unique, but somebody's had that question before. Somebody's gone what you're going through before, at least in a similar fashion. So there's lessons that we can draw on from past experiences to help you get through whatever you've got going on. So no, you don't need a shrink, it sounds like in this situation. Uh, you just need some clear guidance. And I, I'd say that's probably what 99% of folks need, Scott. Oh, absolutely. And you know, we've seen everything. We've seen all different types of situations. I mean, 20 plus years of doing this, you know, everything from A to Z. So nothing shocks us when we come in, when you come into our office or when you talk to us on the phone, but we can kind of give you an idea and a path where that you might want to start considering going down. And if you decide that you want to work with us, we can craft that whole holistic financial plan that are going to cover all your questions and give you a lot more comfort uh, going forward in your retirement. Well, if you've got questions again for Scott and you didn't write it down earlier in the show, the number to give him a call at is 888-742-0111. That's 888-742-0111. Even if it's not about a full financial plan, you've just got a financial question or something about the show, or maybe it's a topic you want to hear us talk about, reach out and we'd love to hear your feedback on that. You can go to skyboxasset.com to get your tax-free retirement toolkit, learn lots of great resources about living a tax-free retirement, how to plan properly for your financial future, dip that toe in the water if that's the route that you'd like to take when it comes to financial planning. The toolkit's a great starting point for many people. So just go to skyboxasset.com and access the tax-free retirement toolkit or go to talktoscott.com. And that's just where you can schedule a time to meet with Scott right there on the website from your smartphone or computer. Talktoscott.com is that site. And we'll put the links to all of those things in the show notes, the description of today's episode. So no matter what app you're using or if you're listening on the website, it should be right there on the webpage where you're listening to this podcast and you can get all that information that you need to connect with Scott in the way that's convenient for you. Scott, thanks for walking us through these portfolio disasters. I don't think we made a disaster of the program today. I thought it went smoothly and we'll look forward to another good show next time. I always look forward to it, Walter. Uh, enjoyed chatting with you once again. That's Scott Searles. I'm Walter Storholt. Hope you enjoyed the show as well. This has been the Retirement Toolbox. We'll uh, see what else we can do to help your financial plan. Gussy it up a little bit. Renovate that financial house. We'll do that some more on the next episode. So come back and join us again right back here on the Retirement Toolbox podcast. Investment advisory services provided by Skybox Asset Management, LLC.